Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I'm your host, CEO Hayes, and I am joined by my co-host, Miss Mary Almonte. Hi. <laughs> BTG Baylor the Great. What's up, love? How you doing? Well, I've been hanging slanging. <laughs> and we are here to talk about some of the news in our culture and also probably piss you guys off towards the end of the episode this week when we uh, do our brackets of the best live performer of all time. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. But before we get into all that, we're going to start off with some news that I think just popped off last night or yesterday. And that is uh, My Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West was named as the album of the decade by Billboard. Do we agree? Do we disagree? Who wants to take this one first? <laughs> Go, ahead. Go ahead, Mary. You got that. You got that. I'm, I I mean, I want to disagree, but then I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a hundred on what I would. You know me. I don't like to give a problem without a solution at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I'm like really, I don't know what what would well. I could think of a few things that would be that, like some of more than one of Kendrick's projects. Actually, I think yeah. I'd have to put in that slot. Um, yeah, no. So I disagree wholeheartedly, <laughs> for real. And and this is for me. It's like I, I would like to see what criteria they use when they came up with this list and to name him as number one because you would think like. I, I, and maybe this is just my my perception is that I don't remember my dark twisted fantasy really having the impact of like a pimp a butterfly like to me, mm-hmm. um, it didn't. And so for that, and then I mean even like uh, so this list the top ten that made this list were Kanye was number one, Beyonce Lemonade was number two, Frank Ocean Channel Orange was number three, Taylor Swift mm-hmm. Red number four, Kendrick to pimp a butterfly number five. Casey Musgraves, Golden Hour, number six. Rihanna, number seven. Ariana Grande, Robin, and Adele with 21 to round out the top 10. And honestly, I can pick about four of those that personally should go over my Dark Twisted Fantasy to me. My beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, agreed. But can I just say, and you just made me think this, that we don't give Adele enough props on this show. That is true. I, agree I feel with like that. we don't mention her enough, and she's—I mean, she's been a little dormant for a while. But twenty-one was a dope album, actually. So just saying, <laughs> we're talking about albums that should be moved up on that list. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You won't get any arguments out of that with me. I think Adele. I think she's largely underrated in general. I think like we give her 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 props while she has an album out or whatever, and then it kind of just goes away after it rubs off. But she she's released some some hits. Yeah, but I also think that she uh, that's she kind of wants us to do that, I think, because she doesn't really do much in between albums. You rarely spot her, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. she hibernates in between projects, so, yeah. All right, Baylor, what you got, man? <laughs> I feel like, uh, well, Lemonade should be ranked that high. I just don't think it should be ranked higher than Kendrick's, but I think it's definitely better than Kanye's project. Um, but I, I can simply disagree because the, um, his core fans go back and forth on if that's a classic album or not. So Mm -hmm. 
you know, if they have a, uh, a difficult time figuring out if it's a classic or not, I don't know where they came up with the idea that it's, it was the best album of the decade. So I'm going to say no. Uh, pro- most likely in the top 10, though. I didn't like the album at all. But, I mean, I can still appreciate uh, the art. So I'll, I'll give it, like, you know, if I had to rank it, re-rank it, I'll put it somewhere between, I don't know, 6 and 10. I mean, it, it deserves to be on the list. Like, I'd have to really sit down and think. But, like, Kendrick, as I already said, Lemonade, I put over it. Channel Orange, I got to go back and listen to Channel Orange. It's it's, yeah. a hit, it's a hit or miss there for me. Rihanna, uh, I don't know. I think I would rank that and Adele above it, too. So, yeah, it's like five or yeah. six for me, too. If you got to go back and listen to a project to consider it up there, then that should just tell you right there. Because yeah. <laughs> n- neither one of us said that you know we got to go back and listen to to Kendrick's. That, yeah, well that yeah hands now, down that one. <laughs> I mean, right, and don't get me wrong. I think Frank Ocean did a lot for the culture. You know what I mean with his with that project. But was it like a classic album? Or I don't. I wouldn't say that. But I think it definitely was a game changer because of who he was, and he kind of was bringing back a style of R&B that sort of was getting lost, but that's mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. One, one, one thing album that I feel like should be on this list for me, because kind of like to go off what Baylor said, like when I'm thinking of albums of the decade for me personally, tell me what you guys think. Uh, one of the first things that comes to mind is a tribe called quest. We got it from here just because they came back and to mm-hmm. deliver such quality music like that from a legendary group to me was, was a moment. That's a classic album for me. But I don't know what that opinion is widespread. There's no skippables on no, that album. But you know why, though? The, and I, I feel you on that one. But that's because we listen to a certain era of music. Okay. So they might take into consideration of the new, the newer generation when it comes to ranking those albums for that decade. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because if we go to a concert right now, we go to one of those concerts, everybody in there got about two or three kids. <laughs> Good point, Baylor. <laughs> you asshole. All right. <laughs> Anything left on this one before we move in? Move on to the next topic. No. Nope. Let's get it. Let's get off Kanye shit. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, the next one, the Gr- Grammy nominees came out. This was a last minute add on by me, so I don't know if you guys have, have really had a chance to really look over it. We'll kind of focus on the R and B and uh rap nomination so i'll go to the rap one first so uh best rap performance j cole for middle child suge the baby down bad dreamville racks in the mill in the middle nipsey and clout offset and cardi b what you guys think uh, about i mean nipsey come on like i i mean not to jump ahead but he got three nominations posthumously or whatever that saying is <laughs> and uh, and i don't know it was it, i almost got emotional about that I mean, first of all, let's, and I mean, I don't know. Now I'm derailing us, and I think I often do. But he deserved it last year. Yeah, he did. And and listen, Cardi, I feel like that was a good album. And I'm not even such like a Cardi fan, but she had a solid project there. But Nip deserved it. Like, it was not better than Victory Lab. So, I mean, it's really sad to me that he's not going to get his flowers, basically. Well, you know, while he could have smelled them, but... He deserves the honor, nonetheless. He'll get it at some point. Like I, I don't think we're done giving him his flowers, so to say. Um, but yeah, I, I feel you there. 
Uh, one another. Oh well, Bailey, you didn't get to talk about. What do you think about the, those nominations so far? My bad. Oh no, I agree. I would like to see him pull off the hat trick, but for some reason, I do feel like I don't know. I I strongly feel like the wave is going. The wave is really pushing behind the baby right now. Yeah. So um, as much as I feel like, just like Mary said. Yo, and not even being a stand or being biased, that Victory Lab album was, I still play certain songs. Me too. Cardi, I like Cardi album a lot. I was the first in line saying that this is good, but I can't, I can't think as many tracks that, I, as much tracks as I like on Victory Lab, I can't come up with that many off of her album, but she did have a great one. Mm-hmm. But I also think that Cardi has more crossover appeal, right? There you go. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, once again, it's like, what, what are the criteria, right? Like, I, yeah. I don't even understand the criteria for the Grammy. So it's like, it, the, yeah. I think, and there's so many different styles that are included in each category. Like, you know what I mean? Even though it's all like hip hop or rap or whatever, it's like very different styles of it. And in a way, I think rap has developed sub-genres, so to speak, at this point in the game. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Cardi and Offset get it, just because, for whatever reason, the mainstream... (laughs) I'm trying to use code word here. (laughs) Caucasians, whatever. (laughs) um, They tend to like them some Cardi and Migos. I don't quite get it, but... (laughs) I'm I'm actually glad that you said that because, I mean, the narrative since Nip has passed away is a lot of people outside of, you know, California didn't really too much know about him until after he had passed away. Um, I can see that, but yet and still, I don't think that should be... I don't think that should be the reason why Cardi B wins, you know, wins. I don't think that should be the reason because his album was, was that good? Yeah. I I don't, I I don't really care, you know, if it's a debut album or not, you know, it's, if it's a good album, it's a good album. I don't care where you come from. I don't, you know, if it's a great album, it's a great album. But again, the popularity votes win. (laughs) Best rap album nominations, Revenge of the Dreamers 3, Championships Meek Mill, I Am, I Was, 21 Savage, Igor, Tyler, the Creator, and The Lost Boy of YBM. I hate this list. Yeah. I hate this yeah. fucking list. I this know, list is bullshit. Yeah, I know why. Because you, you know who's going to win. Yeah, you know who's, like, it's, this is, this is, of all the, like, I, I don't even see why the, like, most, half of these are even in this, in the finalists. Like, it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, Hayes, let me ask you a question. Okay. Right now, right now, and I know you say you didn't like it, mm-hmm. but do you think out of those selections, do you think Crash should be up there? Yes. Out of those selections, okay. absolutely. There we go. There we go. That's all I wanted. Like, it's, I, I don't understand it. Mary, what do you What do you think about this list? Yeah, I mean, it's back to the point I was just making. It's like, <laughs> it almost feels like there's different genres in here. Like, you know, it's hard to make comparisons, so. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we all hey, we all gonna go on the bathroom break when that award is being issued. Right? Out, so. Yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, the Grammys. I don't know if they even really understand what they do with these rap nominations. So you know, they they know not what they do. I guess. Um, but nominated for album of the year, uh, both her for I used to know her, 
Little Nas X actually got nominated for Album of the Year. And Lizzo, Cause I Love You, all got nominated for the uh, Album of the Year with Lana Del Rey, Billy English, and Ariana Grande. Any chance Little Nas X pulls this out? <laughs> when we talk about the mainstream, listen, the pink toe people are going to be hot if Little Nas X wins this wins this award. Yeah, hey, let me tell you. My, my, mm, nope, not going to say that. I'm going to say Lizzo has a great chance of winning. Um, I will say this. I wouldn't be surprised if he won. Let's put it like that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think he was also nominated for like duet of the year too. But Mary, what do you who do you think is gonna pull this one out? Oh, he could definitely. I, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be Lizzo. Okay. She 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 I have deserves no further it. comment. Well, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, I guess, at this point. Um so uh, on the R and B side, so best traditional R and B performance, which I don't know what they're categorizing. Again, I wish they would come out with like criteria for this because what's a traditional r&b performance wait but, did you say traditional that's what the name of the category best traditional r&b performance if you ask me if you ask me what traditional r&b is it hasn't been in this era well listen to the nominations wait so bj the chicago kid for time today okay uh, india ari for steady love lizzo for jerome lucky day for real real games and P.J. Morton for Built for Love. What? P.J. Morton is an underdog, though. He is. That's a cold one. I'm not going to lie. But I don't think he's going to win. I think it's going to be Lizzo again. Wow. Yeah, she might She might, She might. might do the back-to-back. I like Chicago. Oh, shit. That's an interesting one right there, though. They can't hold the candle to what we used to listen to. But that's not, yeah. that's not as bad as what I thought she was going to say. What you thought I was gonna say? <laughs> Some shit that's not R and B. Oh yeah, but uh, so the R and B albums of the year: BJ's Chicago Kid for one, one, two, three; Lucky Day for Painted; LMA for LMA; PJ Morton for Paul; and Anderson Pock for Ventura. Mm, we already know what that. Well, that's my selection. Yeah. Right. That, that was yeah. a good album. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I'm surprised Sir wasn't nominated, didn't it? Yeah, he had an album drop this year. I don't but know what the cutoff was, though. That's what I'm thinking. Like, his his recently just came out, though. Yeah, he right? had to miss the cutoff, he had to because I, I can't imagine him not being even nominated. Yeah, he should be on the next one. Yeah, He's gonna have a lot. I feel like I feel like he might have a lot of competition, though. We'll see. We'll see. You, you think uh, the king of R&B, Jaquez, may take it next year? Is that what you're saying? You goddamn right. <laughs> you goddamn right. <laughs> uh, and speaking of speaking of other other quote-unquote kings who we're going to mention later, uh, apparently he missed the cutoff, too. Oh, uh, yeah. You talking about uh, Kanye? No, I was talking about Tory. Oh, well, yeah. Tory definitely missed it. We'll talk about it, though. We we, we got that. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's lined up. Man, you got anything to add to the R&B album of the year nominations? No. no. <laughs> yeah. R&B is just, it's, R&B is so, like, hit or miss nowadays. I can't even, I can, really can't be mad at too many, whatever got nominated there, because, like, a, a great R&B album is so few and far between nowadays. That is so true, because it seemed like it's more complaining. It's like, well, we talked about this. I said they're fucking more. They're not making love anymore. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, and then the women that's, that, that's doing the R&B, they're complaining about the fuck niggas that's just fucking. So <laughs> it's just a fucking cycle of fuck-ups. 
Yeah. We did skip something though. My I was rushing to get to the Grammy nominees. So I did happen to skip over. Kanye West is apparently working with Dr. Dre on a sequel to Jesus is King. I keep telling y'all that nigga is playing with the Lord's work. I'm telling you, man, this shit has got to stop. Like, I don't see how. I hope he's serious. I hope he's serious. I'm gonna listen. You fucking right up and listen. But he just said he was done with secular music. Dre is of the world. All right, whatever. You remember when Dre tried to come out with the album with no cussing and stuff? That's what this is going to be. But go. If you would have told me like eight years ago that Kanye West and Dr. Dre were going to be working on anything together, I would have been the first to just be waiting. Sign me up. This shit, I give two fucks about. I don't care. Mary, what about you? Um, I'll just say I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> because that shouldn't come in anytime soon, probably. Damn, that's crazy. Um, you you said we're gonna get the detox before we get that? For real. Listen, detox is sitting somewhere and we ain't gonna get detox that shit. Detox is resurrected. We, <laughs> We ain't gonna get the detox until Dre die, bro. And I, I don't mean to sound morbid, but real talk, that is not coming out until Dre die. I feel like he be listening to detox, and he the only <laughs> one I got it. <laughs> I feel like he just be adding on like two, three tracks every year. Man, that shit probably hard as fuck too. Man, that shit. I'm, I'm gonna get upset just talking about it. Uh, something that went that of course blew up uh, over the course of the last week or so. Colin Kaepernick, Colin, Colin Kaepernick had, uh, he tried to change tongue. his race. Exactly. I tried <laughs> to change everything. <laughs> had, had workouts with NFL teams. Some drama came out behind this. So apparently like the day before he changed the venue, changed the time, wanted to work with his own wide receivers. It was reported that Jay-Z helped get him this workout with NFL teams. Of course. So when it all started boiling down, we had Stephen A. Smith, come out and accuse Kellen Kaepernick of not wanting to really work. He really didn't want to get back in the NFL. He wanted to be a martyr. More details came out that really fought against that. It kind of explained it more. I forgot the reporter who dropped uh, that information. But either way, he did get in front of NFL scouts. I guess what the first thing that I want to talk about is uh, we talked about before how people weren't really giving Jay-Z enough time to make a change. They were judging him too quickly. Is this the first step in the right direction? Baylor, what do you think? Yeah, a lot of people are calling it a, a PR stunt. Um, some people agree, some people disagree. I, quite frankly, don't care. I think Cap is right and wrong at the same time. I think the NFL is wrong and somewhat right at the same time. And that's because... This was a job interview. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Show up to the job, you know, do the job, show them that you can still play, get it out the way. We know they put you on a messed up time, messed up day. Like who has a workout on a Saturday, a day before the, you know, the Sunday games go off. You won't have any GMs, any coaches uh, there to see you. But at the same time, the NFL did release a statement saying that uh, the footage that will be taken will be released to him as well. So any type of shadiness, he could have put them on display mm -hmm. at the same time. You got to be smart enough to have somebody there with a hidden camera to make sure they don't do anything like that. Mm -hmm. If you want to get back into the league, I, under I understand you're against the eight ball and they put you in a terrible situation, but go out there and perform to your highest level in the messiest situation. So they don't, so you, so they won't have any excuses to dismiss you. That was my problem with it. 
You know what I mean? So now I get it. I was with you. You moved it to a different location. You had your own receivers. You had your own cameras. It was out in 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 broad daylight, and and everybody could see it. You wanted to do things on your own terms, but. I wouldn't give them a reason to continue to act like an asshole. Now they have a reason to be like, look, we had the venue, we had the staff, we had the cameras. Nike was somewhat caught up in this and then put out a statement saying we weren't. So, you know, I don't know, man. I I really hope he gets back into the league, but I'm not sure what's going to happen now. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if he's going to get back into the league, um, unfortunately. But Mary, Mary, what do you make of all this? All right, so first and foremost – Hashtag I'm with Cap, okay? okay? But he showed up, to me, all the points that Baylor made are all valid and, you know, whatever. I do understand him wanting to control his own narrative. So mm-hmm. understand all that. To me, and maybe this is petty, whatever, but I feel like the indicator to me that he, that maybe getting back into the NFL isn't such a priority is that he showed up wearing a damn Kunta Kinte t-shirt. Man, and come on, that's man. like, like you said, Baylor, like if this is a job interview from a job you've been fired from, by the way, and you sued the motherfuckers and then they let you come back for another chance. And then it's like, you're giving them a big fuck you. Like, this is what you're in for if you rehire me, basically. Like, you still want to go out there. You got fucking blackballed, fired, all of that for make, using your platform as a team member to make political statements. And then you showed up to your quote-unquote job interview continuing that political statement on your T-shirt. So, I don't know. I feel like that, to me, if anything, is really what, to me, looks like, all right, you don't really want this. You're still carrying on. So, I do understand where Stephen A. Smith is coming from, but then I also feel like, at the end of the day, there's so few black... I mean, there's obviously there are black athletes, but there are so few black voices that really make the amount of noise that Stephen A. Smith makes and commands the amount of respect. Mm-hmm. That I think you should have just shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> because let's not, you know what I mean? Like, don't put Cap further in a position. And I feel like that's what he did. Like, don't give the NFL, don't put a battery in their back. Like, yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I've caught flack before because I think Stephen A. Smith is just a fucking coon. Like, if I'm just being 100% <laughs> honest, like, and, and, and I don't throw that word around lightly, but like, if you look at like Stephen A. Smith got fired from ESPN and since he's gotten his job back, even before this deal, he's done nothing but fucking coon to the man. And that's what he is. And for him to come out and say all that he said at a time like this where we know Cap is trying to get back into the league and what that means, it just it was just so detrimental. And he wasn't even fucking there to know what happened. And that 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 I think is my my biggest issue is that he made a knee jerk reaction and came out with the statement without really fucking having all the facts. And that's just lazy and irresponsible reporting on on behalf of Stephen A. Smith. And that's what pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. He, w- he wasn't the one to step up and speak for anybody. Um, but at the same time, I do, if he was really feeling, if he's really on the cap train, then I feel his frustration. Because like Mary said, why are you showing up? Why are you showing up to an interview pissing off the employer yeah i don't get it you know what i'm saying if you're going to make that type of statement don't come and work out mm-hmm. in that case don't even throw the ball just have a fucking rally on in the middle of the field and you could and you should have done that 
back at the uh, the Falcons, I think it was the Falcons training facility, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Do it there. That's a bigger stage. Yeah. So you wanted to perform, and we've seen this. We've been seeing We've seen the videos a few years ago of you continuing to work out. So we know you, and, and, and trust me, people, the workout don't mean shit. <laughs> when a uh, when a defensive end or, or a lineman running a four or seven is coming, at, yeah, we know he can still throw the ball. We know he can shuffle his feet in the pocket. We're saying that we want to see him in game shape mode, ready to play, whether he's a backup or a starter. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll I guess we'll ultimately just watch and see what happens and what comes of this. But um, you know, <laughs> like you, Bailey, you said it best. I really think is that there's a lot of fault on both sides of this and hopefully this shit gets together and worked out um, because I think the NFL would be a better place with cap in it than without it. And I think that that what, what that would mean for like his redemption story. So I hope that he does get back in, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, listen, oh. if, if Carmelo's back in the NBA, yes. I think anything's possible. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause I did not expect Carmelo to get back in the NBA and started his first game on top of that. So hats you off know, to that. Man. You know what? <laughs> he tried to you dunk. know what? The, the sad the sad part is he did try to bang on him. Yeah. The sad part is if if it wasn't for all those injuries, he probably wouldn't have got looked at. But even if they did, he probably would have to come off the bench. Yeah. And he didn't want. He doesn't want to come off the bench at all. So. But I'm glad he's back though. Yeah, definitely glad he's back. All right, let's move into the next one. Fab, fabulous. Who I, Baylor? I believe you said he's on your in your top five, right? Top ten. He's definitely. Line? He's in my look. He's in my he's in my non biased top five. I got okay. I got a biased top five, but he's definitely yeah, of course. And when I got this news, can't tell me nothing. Don't tell me nothing. <laughs> so he he announced the release date of Summertime. Shout out which he's he's a little he missed summer just by a little bit but it's coming out november 29th mary come to you first on this one what do you think about fab dropping a new project you know he is one of the few legacy artists we'll call them that i actually am kind of hyped about a new project for and you know i'm quick to shut down everyone who is dope in the late 90s through mid 2000s dropping anything new and i actually think fab again, does not get enough credit for his ability to achieve longevity in this game because he's managed to stay relevant and consistent. Yeah. So so let's see what this is about. I think it'll be probably, you know, consistent. <laughs> Baylor? I like that. So, you know, it yeah. works for me. I agree. I agree. Baylor, what do you think? And can I just say that he never, he's like a vampire. He is not aged. At all. Like, yeah. for real. Yeah. Like, he's like 41, and bro still looks the same as when he was 21. Damn, is Fab 41? I guess that would yeah. make sense. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. All right, well. Yeah. His career has, for all my keto people, he's had a, a bit of a keto career. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he has stayed, man, the, the dude has stayed relevant for a while. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I got to get him the same type of criticism and treatment that I get to everybody else that I was listening to back around that era. So, I'm a little bit nervous, but for some reason he sticks out because he just knows how to stay relevant. He just knows how to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's never he's never been questioned. You know, he has been questioned about the classic the lack of uh classic albums. And maybe that's just bad track selection. 
You know what I mean? Because, you know, he has, like I said, he got these mixtapes, these classic mixtapes with phenomenal tracks. And yeah, I, whatever water he's he drinking. some fire features, though. Like, oh, yeah. classic, legendary features. That, And I think that's all he, he is proof that, like, remember the conversation we were having last week about Dave East? It's like the opposite for him. He has, mm. like, amazing features that put him on the map. He yeah. didn't need his own classic album, honestly. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I'm excited to hear it. I, I, I think one thing, Fab has always been solid. He always has picked great production <laughs> for him, I think. Um, and he's been consistent to both your points. So I, I, I'm excited to hear it. I, I, I would never say that I like, I, I, I think a Fab project's necessarily going to be bad, but you know all these older artists that come back out with stuff is it's really a mixed bag sometimes. But I like to think for the most part they have all been pretty solid throughout. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see what Fab does, man. If he if he still has a DJ Clue shout out on it though, it's automatic classic to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, the Freddie vs Jason project was overdue, but I th- I still thought it was a solid project. Yeah. I agree. All right, next topic. We got two more on the, on the news before we move into some other stuff. Pusha T and Gold Link are dropping a collab album. What do you guys think about that, Mary? I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right, it might be interesting. <laughs> a whole album talking about Coke White, mm. right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, because I'm not a Gold Link fan, so. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I guess I, I guess I'll listen to see if, see how Pusha carries the album. Tell you the truth, and the production. Yeah, I mean, Pusha also has a solo album dropping, so uh, I'm all for more Pusha verses. So anything that's gonna get oh, us I'm, I'm, more, I'm standing in line for that. Anything that gets us more verses from Push, I'm down for. I don't know much about Gold Link. Call me old, call me whatever. I just don't. So I can't say I'm a fan or I, I like it or whatnot, but more pusher versus I'm I'm all for. Can we uh can I get the uh the number to uh good music so I can send them a marketing uh plan? <laughs> I personally think pusher should uh rent one of these South Central houses out here with uh screen doors and bar windows and sell his mixtapes out of it. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. And it has and it has to be all money exchange. <laughs> you gotta pay for it in cash. Is that what you? You gotta saying? pay for it in cash. Yeah, you gotta pay for it in cash. Not even cash app. And they slide and they slide you the uh and they and I sent y'all that text about the tapes and CDs. So I'm gonna say that. But I think I think the 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 CDs, um or whatever. If we could find something a uh, streaming, um no, I'm gonna say that too. Yeah. <laughs> don't push <laughs> but yeah i mean i guess we'll see I, I i can't say i'm looking forward to it. it's going to be interesting i guess i got to catch up on gold link music but let's get into the last news topic before we start talking about some music after the break spike lee to direct a 80s hip-hop version of romeo and juliet i'll start on this one because you got i don't i don't know if you guys know or not spike lee is probably my favorite director of all time so I'm always down for Spike Lee joints, and I like when he gets gets inter- interesting concepts. But I don't. I guess it's gonna be wait, who he casts as Romeo and Juliet. Cause like, why in my mind do I envision like Drake being cast as Romeo in this movie, and then I'm just going. Oh my! 
my God. Oh, you know who I'm envisioning? <laughs> Shamik Moore. And Ooh. I think it would be dope. That you just want it. That's that's right. It. That's it. Drop the mic and walk away. I like that one. Yeah. And me and I know that Spike Lee likes to recycle cast members, so I'm gonna go with the girl who played the lead in See You Yesterday. Did you guys see See You Yesterday? Oh yes, yes. That was dope. Yes. I'm thinking Tessa as 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 Juliet in my opinion. Tessa Thompson. But okay, really? that would be that's a good one. one. That's a good one. I like it. Okay. Well, I mean. All right. Well, that just made me like this because initially I was like, yeah, like, do we need to do we need to touch Romeo and Juliet? Like for me, the Leonardo DiCaprio version will forever be <laughs> that. Yeah, that's true. That's what yeah, I was trying know, to. That yeah, was like I was in high school in the nineties. Yeah. You know, whatever. That was my jam back then. Like I can't remember what year that one came out, but I remember. Uh, 97 It was 97 <laughs> I remember get, when yep. we finally got it on VHS I used to wear that damn thing out Yeah John Leguizamo Yeah Yeah That was pretty good I played on both your houses <laughs> <laughs> Now we about to We about to put some seasoning on it Right yeah. My dude from The Wire <laughs> Yeah <laughs> they, so. they killed him We'll see, man. Hip hop music, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, but let's go ahead. We're gonna get into our first book. When we come back, I'm really excited about the this first topic, if nothing else. So we'll be right back after this. Yo, this your boy Flaw Seven Hundred. What's good, everybody? It's your guy Fresco, and we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about? Actually, our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like a little oh. bit of that. Oh my goodness, no. You don't, like that song? No, not from you. What song is that? I don't know. Who it don't matter. It. it doesn't matter what song that is. <laughs> well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life the real brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And if you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for healthy debate, makes for good dialogue, and it keeps the the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform, you can get a podcast that the podcast brothers is dead. You dig? Chill. All right, so we're back, and we got to talk about this, this bop video because I have kids. Me and my daughter have been watching this video since it dropped. It, it, a Broadway hip hop musical. I forgot like with the little caption that was on it. I don't watch music videos too often anymore. So if you guys are more up, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But this has to be like the best music video in the last five years, five to ten years period. Because like just the vibe in it and the fact that the Jabberwookies were in it. Like come on now. Like what what did, what did you guys think? I haven't seen it. What the hell, Mary? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. But it sounds like I need to. Oh, yeah. You need to see this video. When it dropped, it was all over Twitter. All right. So maybe I saw it and I don't know. You probably saw, like, the main part, which is the end, which was probably the best part of the video. Yeah. When the Jabberwockies came out. Yeah. That, I mean, but even, even like, the fact that, like, it was it was a dance routine in it, but it made sense in the way that the like it didn't feel like I don't know the whole the whole way that it starts like oh boy running from the police like it it sets a tone very early on that's carried throughout the video that I was like all right this is this is interesting and apparently like I said I don't watch videos but like a lot of people commented that the baby always drops really good videos so I may have to catch up on it but yeah but this oh, this was it. Oh yeah, I I think I have seen this now. Sorry. Oh, no problem. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, 
you know what? One thing I take away from it is a very colorful video. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it was dope. I mean, if he wins video of the year, it's not much, you know, I mean, I, you can take away from it because he, he has the only video out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Game game just dropped a video with Anderson Pack, but when you look at it, when you balance it too, it's like, ah. Uh, I think I'm going to go to this one a little bit more, even though I felt like that was a dope video and a dope track. But no, nah, that, that video was very colorful. I liked the dance and it, it draws in everybody. And, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's just good sometimes to just have something that just makes you feel good. And that's what this video mm-hmm. is. It just makes you feel good. And, you know, I mean, I don't want to sell that short. Like, there's not too much in music in general that makes you feel like Bop is already a catchy-ass song. But that video took it over, like way over the top for me. Like it, it's it's great. So there you go. Yeah. What do you think? You know, because the the narrative about him is that all his tracks sound the same. Is it his cadence or is it really his rapping style? It's both. Because because I can say the same somewhat, somewhat. I've heard him sound different on on other tracks, but you can also make the make the case for Nip as well. Nip raps almost the same i wouldn't say all the time uh but his tracks don't sound the same whereas the baby it seems like it's the production as well with me I, and that's what i was just gonna say it's the production that's the problem or i don't know if it's a problem it's working right so no it's, it's working it's just fix it but it, it's working it's just i understand the what people say mixed with his flow you know being the same i think it's the same um what do they call that bpm beats mm. per minute yeah. or whatever it's the same bpm like for every song so and then he jumps into it with the same <laughs> cadence yeah. so it's all <laughs> what because we can all rap like him right now yeah. right now without any problem i know where i want i'm good yeah. <laughs> 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 like yeah i mean he does it sound the same like in the his songs all sound the same um and eventually that's gonna wear thin if he doesn't do more about it to like differentiate his music um his music offerings like i get it he caught a wave i think the same thing about megan the stallion to a certain degree like i feel like she's getting putting herself in a box too um sorry about that with both of them but i i do think the baby has talent I just hope that that talent shines through and he does some different stuff in the future because, yeah, nobody wants to hear his his whole catalog can't always sound the fucking same. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be in a movie soon. That wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me. Boys in the Hood 2020. There you go. The baby. I can see, I can see him doing a voiceover, too. <laughs> Boondocks like is coming out. Boondocks is coming out with a new season. There you go. There you go. I can see it already. I'm speaking. I should get paid for this shit. I'm going to stop talking. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's move to the next one. Lauren Hill dropped a new solo song called Garden the Gate. This is on the Queen and Slim uh, soundtrack. Uh, Mary, have you got a chance to listen to this one? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you I've been too busy being sleepy from daylight savings. Oh no, okay? we, we're not. But, we're not. But we're not about to shame you. So don't even worry about it. Because this, if it was, if it was fire, I would. I would have made sure I text you. Like, make sure you listen to this. It, well, listen. Honestly, I and I saw like I was surprised that it dropped <laughs> because she's another one that you'll be waiting for a while. Waiting. She, show, for she showed up to the studio on time. 
Right. Or maybe they waited. You don't even know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's disappointing to hear because I'm a huge Lauren Hill fan. I mean, the, again, now we're going back to the late 90s, but that summer of 98 when the miseducation of Lauren Hill dropped, like, that lives forever for me. Like, it was a defining moment in my life. So, and I mean, not for nothing, the other day I was watching um, Sister Act 2 with the kids, mm. and it was like, I forgot she was in that. And, like, yeah. she definitely, so I don't know. It's it's sad to hear that anything new she's putting out is not fire because she's better than that. <laughs> Lauren, to me, on this song, and I'm sorry, Lauren Hill fans, for those that are listening, she sounds like someone who's been a stay-at-home mother for the last 15 years and has been chain-smoking cigarettes all back-to-back and and then got clean and then wanted to do a comeback. That's what this sound, this song sounds like to me. Yeah. yeah. All right, now I got to hear that. Because, whoa. <laughs> like, it just... Sounds like... It's like... It's like, oh no! That's like that's exactly what you're gonna what you're gonna mm-hmm. think when you hear yeah. that song. You're like, <laughs> it's, it sounds like a B side track off of her second album. Wow, mm. man, yeah, yeah. Well, Queen and Slim looks like it's gonna be dope, though. Absolutely. And the rest of the soundtrack looks fire. Yeah, and uh, every review I've seen for Queen and Slim has been like amazing so far. I don't think anything's like rated it under underneath the nine. So maybe when we all get a chance to see it. Um, we can review it here. I'll be seeing it Friday. I don't know about you guys, but I'll definitely be seeing it Friday. Does it come out Friday? I thought it came out Thanksgiving. Is it next? Or like, is it next week? Maybe I'm in New York. I don't know. Whenever it comes out, I'll be seeing it that Friday because I'm at the movie theater every Friday. So I'll see it whatever Friday, the Friday after it comes out. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> well, I intend to do the same. Um, all I got to say is that the movie, I mean, I'd be surprised if it was trash, but... It could be complete trash, but you already could tell that it's shot so beautifully. And, like, the melanin appreciation in that movie is just next level. Oh, like, yeah. just from the previews. So, yeah. yeah. I'm there for that. Yeah. Black people shooting a cop? Oh, yeah, we showing up. <laughs> right. And then going Bonnie and Clyde. Savage. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bad. Exactly. And Mary, you are right. It is next week. So I'll be seeing it next Friday. <laughs> I saved you. You were about to show up to the movies on Friday. Like, uh, no Queen of Slam? Yeah. They're going to be looking at me like, sir, we don't have that. Uh, but... <laughs> They're going to be like, bro, you just came here. I just told you. <laughs> yeah, they don't wait. <laughs> Fuck you, baby. <laughs> God damn, I listened to the show. Didn't you listen to Mary? He said yes, please. God damn. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So, <laughs> Tory Lanez dropped the Chicks Tape 5 uh, with Ashanti on the cover. Just, woo! Oh, that woman. Come Jesus, on. Jesus, man. Yes. Sorry, Lord. man. Sorry. Look, Mary's looking like these boys. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> I'm like, yes, Ashanti also. And for me, obviously, because I'm a girl, so it's a little... But whenever I see someone who's older than me still got it going on, like, it gives me encouragement. So I'm like, yes, Ashanti, give that all to us because she's pushing 40 and is, like, still doing it. So I'm happy for that. I thought of Belly when I seen that cover. Mm. Really? I see what you mean by, like, the the tone with the light, the lighting and stuff. Yeah, and the posters in the back, you know. I can I can see where you're going with that, but the the music itself, Mary, I doubt you got. Did you get a chance to listen to this? I actually did. All right, good. 
<laughs> All right. So I tweeted about this a few days ago. Well, I think it, this might have been a retweet because at first I was like, yes. And then someone had tweeted, I don't know if I like Tory Lane's album or I just like the samples and the artists that he there you go. Thank on. you. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. God damn yeah. it. Go ahead. And and that made the whole thing die for me. Like literally it was like the plane took off and crashed. Like I was like, you know what? Yeah, because what is Tory Lane himself actually adding to this shit? Not much. But his like airy voice yeah. that gets repetitive and annoying after enough tracks. But it's you know, low key. but but the the samples were fire, and some of them were like unexpected ones. Like, um, and you know, again, he kind of is following the Summer Walker trend that she did with uh, Usher. Yeah. You know, like where it's like she sampled him and featured him. Only he just did a whole album of it. <laughs> but. <laughs> It's still, I'm here for it because that, like, all the samples were from songs of my era, sad to say. But, um, so yeah, so that's, I did appreciate that. But when you're really evaluating it as an album, like, on a standalone tip, it's like, all right, well, this was a nice, it was like he DJ Khaled, Khaleded this, kind of, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like that's the review. I don't know whether it's left to be added. Mary just bodied that. That is it. Hey, that should be the whole promo video. The whole promo video. Because look, let me tell you, my boy. Shout out to my boy D Spence from uh, Views from the Seven. He said, "Well, I was like, they're about to burn this whole. They milking the whole sample thing. Like, yeah. eventually, this is going to burn out." He made a great point and said that. Well. The, I was like, because I want to see something creative from him, himself. And he said, well, how much creative can he get by getting the sample and the actual people are part of the original track? That's a good, that's a great point. But what I, where I was coming from is I need a, a original track from him. Yeah. Uh, an original track. Because right now, the album is quote-unquote great or fire. I feel like nowadays the decent album is considered a classic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so... Without those samples, you don't even have an album. Mm -mm. But let me say, I will say this. He's capable because that last album he had, what was it, Memories Never Die or some shit? Mm -hmm. It was good, and it was original. You know what I mean? Like, what I will say about Tory Lanez is he brings a vibe. Like, he does have some kind of swag. Although I don't appreciate his little interview that he had recently where he was saying he ain't buying no bitches, nothing that can't afford it themselves. I don't know if you saw that. You're like five two. Go sit down. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm taller than you. Bye. <laughs> like run your bag. Anyway. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I mean it, this. This it, it's great. It's a it's a great sonic listen. Like a bot, whatever you guys want to call it. Like just just sit back and listen to this. It it's it's a great listen. But when you start breaking it down to your point and trying to see what he added to this album, it really felt like. He's like us. He picked samples from songs that he grew up on and was like, oh, I always would want to do this to Beautiful. And then made a song with Snoop Dogg. I, I, and, I, and I appreciate it to that degree. But, yeah, I mean, we need to see more of you. And especially coming off, like, last summer when Tory Lanez, like, people actually started realizing and recognizing that Tory Lanez can rap. Like, the motherfucker can rap. Yeah. So, like, to, to, to go from, from that last summer to this is just like, all right, I kind of expected more from you. I would love to see Tory Lanez drop, like kind of what Drake did with Scorpion, 
a, a, a double disc, half R and B, half just rapping. Give me bars. Yeah, um, I would love that. I would love that. Like, and I, and I get it. This I don't know if this is supposed to be like a full album or a mixtape. I know it's called the Chicks Tape. I, I I don't know, but I would love to see like him do get more creative with whatever his next project is. I respect this one for what it is, but I I need more if I'm going to respect you as an artist and not just come for the samples that you're using. Well, you know what? Now I gotta now I gotta back up a bit because of what you just said. If this is not an album, I'm all for it. I'm good. I'm good. And now that still doesn't take away from what I really want to hear. Yeah. Because he his his career is based off of sampling. You see what I'm saying? So if, if this is his album, nah, man. Like it, I wanted more from that dream track. I ain't gonna. I am. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted more from that track, but I mean, it was cool, but it's not like what everybody making it out to, to be like, nah, man, come on. I do. I just want to see him in a creative space. So five, 10 years from now, they can sample his music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is too, is like, all right, I think what he got on this was a lot of nostalgia. Like that's, I think when you mm-hmm. see the reaction to it is because this is like taking a trip through like middle school era for me. And and that's always gonna get a get positive feelings for whatever it is if you if you can elicit those feelings back then. So I get it, I, I get that point. But I I need to see more. It's a consistently nice sounding album, but I need more from your artistry. Is all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Right. Because uh, E Forty out last album that came out, he sampled uh, a Keep Sweat sample, uh, track, and I love that song. But the reason why I love that song because of how he sampled Keep Sweat's uh, want to keep so much track. So it's like, do I really like the track or do I just love the sample? Yeah. And shout out to Tory Lanez too. Um, and I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but I didn't know he also produced. He produced most of this album. Okay. Well, that's talent then. Yeah. 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 Like to me, that 112 joint, like he took just the right part of it and I, it was very well produced. And it was to me, not 112 has a lot more, you know, famous tracks than that one yeah and um but that was always one of my faves so i was like okay like this is impressive but i didn't know he produced it so i wasn't even giving him the credit for that so okay you you made it fair there you go (laughs) there you go uh anything left on this before we move it move on so wait so no trash bags right Oh, trash bags uh i I think he he, it gets to because he produced it <laughs> you know the rouse. You know the you know the uh, the grocery store bag. Yeah. You know how we use that as a trash bag. <laughs> I'm going to get. Yeah. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that he doesn't get a. Yeah. He's not getting a glad trash bag. <laughs> no, nah, he's not getting a trash bag. I think I'll at least give him the Walgreens brand. What do they call that? Nice. <laughs> okay. He gets a nice trash bag. <laughs> a organic, a organic bag. Wait, it can't be organic because everything was sampled. <laughs> That's true. I cannot. He's getting a reusable trash bag. Reason? There we go. There oh we go. man. Oh man. Hell we gotta no. stop. Oh, man. All right, the last thing on this before we go into our second break. Alicia Keys is coming back to host the 2020 Grammys. I wanted to end on this one because, you know, I don't know. I wanted to end on something positive. I ain't going to lie. I don't care. I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't, watch, I don't watch award shows anymore, so it's hard for me to get super excited. But, no, I think the fact that they're bringing her back, um, you know, it's 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 a good feather in her cap for her to, for her to come back. What do you think, Mary? 
Yeah, she deserves it. I mean, the ones I've watched that she's hosted in the past have been great. Um, I saw her, and I tweeted this, I think, like she had posted her and Miguel working on something at a piano, and I'm like, give me more of that. Like, mm. <laughs> I'm wondering if she's going to capitalize on this moment because, you know, hosting the Grammys is going to give her a little shine and drop something, like, new. So I'm hyped for that. Yeah, I just don't need Alicia Keys to come back and it be like some Lauren Hill shit. Like, please don't come back with no. Right, right. No. no, no, no. I don't think she's that out of practice. So true, true. Bailey, <laughs> I got nothing. I, I had a round of applause for her. Yay! I can't. <laughs> Yay! Oh man, let's let's we're going into our last break. We'll be right back after this. I'm saving all my energy for this shit right here. <laughs> oh, Yay! Man. <laughs> you are now rocking with socially unacceptable. Socially unacceptable. You are now rocking with socially unacceptable. Socially unacceptable. Uh. That was hard. That was kind of dope. That was hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we are back and we're going to end this week's episode doing the first fourth of round one in the best live performer bracket. So we got 16 matchups in round one. We're going to do four of those right now. Uh, I, I, Ladies choice. Mary, do you want to start from the top or do you want to start from the bottom bracket? Let's start from the top. All right, so in round one, and I, this sucks the way that, again, I randomized it. I picked the, the top four seeds, and then everything else was randomized. So this one is Beyonce versus Chris Brown. It's no Upset point. City, baby. Upset City. <laughs> it's not happening, baby. I see it already. It's not happening, What? Not oh, happening. my. No. Nope. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not We're happening, man. We're Beyonce. Uh, we take odds. I can't wait till this episode is over. I'm going straight to Twitter. Chris Brown, everything. Back no. clips in place. All kind of shit. He was the next. Okay, go ahead. Let's go. Beyonce. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like I need to explain. Bet. Not no little Chris Brown. Don't get me wrong. Chris Brown is entertaining, but Beyonce. That game close though. That game is close. It's close. That game is hella close, and he's he should not be a 16 seed. That's <laughs> I, I, that. I really he shouldn't be. Uh, against Beyonce so soon. No. Oh my this, this should have this should have been a round two matchup. I'm not even gonna lie. Like when this randomized, it was like, why? Like why? Because I know people are gonna fucking bite my head off about this, but it was it was randomized. But there's no in a in a in a in a perfect world, Chris Brown would have made it to round two, possibly even round three, depending on how everything aligned. But unfortunately in this one, he came up against Beyonce and bruh mm. I can't put I can't put Chris Brown over Beyonce, man. I'm 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 filling out my bracket all the way to the championship, and I'm posting my shit. <laughs> okay. I'm posting it. Continue. Oh my god, that's a I can see an upset. I'm sorry, I can't. It's not gonna be an upset. We'll go with Beyonce because fuck it. Let's just because. piss off the. Yeah, but that's a close game. Like literally, Beyonce is shooting free throws at the end of the game to win that. Yeah, it's it, for example, this is like 
the Rockets and the Warriors coming up against each other every year in the playoffs. There we go. I like, like that. The, it, because if, if it wasn't for them being in the same conference, the Rockets would have made some finals by now. So that that's that's yeah. how I'm comparing this one to. Okay. All right. But yeah, Beyonce still won this one. Next one. <laughs> this is funny too. Rihanna and Jay Z. <laughs> Come on, what's going first? Wait, 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 wait. So the winner out of this goes against who? Beyonce. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, you know what? Just for just just for ratings, you damn. You can go either way. I'm going Rihanna. I'm going Rihanna. Yeah, I mean, I want to former Rihanna wins. So I want and I and plus I want to see the Navy versus the B. Oh yeah, I'm going Rihanna. Yeah, I'm going, I'm Rihanna, going Rihanna too here. Like Jay Z's had some amazing live performances, but when you talk about like the overall of like setting a show, Rihanna, I I got to give it to Rihanna over Jay Z personally. Like I've been to mm-hmm. a couple of Jay Z concerts and I've never been disappointed in not a single one. But unfortunately, again, luck of the draw, Rihanna is just a better performer than Jay-Z by the nature of her, of the type of, the style of music she has, by the nature of her assets and what she can do in the show, Rihanna's going to win this one. And sex appeal, too. Um, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Unanimous. All right, yeah. Rihanna won that unanimously. Next up, we got, this is completely like different even styles of performing, James Brown and Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I have to go with James Brown because the best entertainer, the best live, yeah. the best live entertainer of all time learned from him mm. with much better music. So okay. I got to go with James. Okay. And I'm going to tell you this, before we finish, I purposely did not look at the rest of the matchups. I just wanted to see where you was going to place MJ. I didn't. Oh, so every, God. so everything is a surprise to me. That's fair. I co-signed with James Brown. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, d- listen, and for a couple of reasons, like James Brown is like what you a tape of what you would show somebody if you're like, this is how you own a crowd, this is how you keep people engaged, and this is how you break your back. This is like everything that's <laughs> all in one. James Brown got a win here. No shout out to Bob Marley again for anyone who's like listening to this. This is not we're not judging off their music. We are judging off strictly performances, and James mm-hmm. Brown has to have that all day long. All right, this yeah. it's not this didn't get as heated as what I thought, but next week I guarantee he's gonna get heated. Um, last matchup for this week, we have Taylor Swift versus Little Richard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, nobody watched this matchup. Um, <laughs> but but from the clips that I did see, because I honestly I couldn't tell you as a kid. I don't think I watched a full. Maybe one, maybe once or twice have I seen a full Little Richard performance. Uh, but he got he got a lot of charisma. I and might he played go- the piano, bro. Yeah, so yeah. I might. Taylor yeah, Swift well, can barely even dance. <laughs> yeah, she's out of there. Yeah, that's that. This is the wash. That was the that was the one who I I don't know anyone on this list that Taylor Swift would have beat for me. No. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's your first week's matchup. So we got Beyonce Beyonce and Rihanna uh, going up against each other in the next round and James Brown versus Little Richard in the next round. That's not going to be for a couple of weeks, though. Next week, we will be discussing. Do you guys want to know you want it to be a surprise? I sent the list to you, but I don't know if you looked or not. No. No, I got the list. Okay. I just didn't look at the rest of the matchup. Okay. So next week, we got Freddie Mercury versus Travis Scott. 
Bruno <laughs> Bruno Mars versus MC Hammer. Oh, now that's an eight and a nine seed that, right there. Yes, that is a great yeah, matchup. That really is. Missy Elliott versus Jill Scott. And, Ooh. And and Bruce Springsteen versus the Rolling Stones. Mm. Rolling Stones going to watch that nigga. Um, okay, 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 okay. And uh, okay. just pre- preview to a couple weeks after that, we got uh, uh, MJ versus Elton John. But, you know, that, that's, that's nothing. It's like yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's really nothing. That's really nothing. I mean, that's hey, something. That's hey, something. We, hey, we live in a world. We live in a world where Jay Z and Chris Brown got eliminated in the first round. Just yep. take that in. That's crazy. <laughs> Upset city. I'm with you, CB. I know what it is. Come on, <laughs> man. I already know what it is, baby. I swear to God, you do a joint album with Rihanna, you back on top, baby. I mean, that would be a thing. Yeah. But I don't see it happening. Nah, that ain't going to happen. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode. If we got, we didn't stress you guys up, uh, off enough. Wait, stress you guys out enough. Jesus, I just, why the fuck yeah, can I get my words bad. together today? I need a fucking Red Bull. This is why we're ending the show this week. Helen Kaepernick. <laughs> I hate you. you need to make that your Twitter name now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and make sure you know what I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna text you tomorrow. Make sure you don't go to the movies. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. I hate y'all. Oh man, Miss Mary Almonte, tell the people where they can follow you and any parting words you may have. Well, you so tired, you don't even realize you just said it, Miss Mary Almonte, <laughs> on all platforms. And uh, yeah, we need to get some sleep. <laughs> Be- Baylor. At Baylor the Great on all social media platforms. You can also find me standing for Chris Brown because I know what it is, brother. I know what they're doing to you. I know. Jay-Z, I can't help you, bro. Oh, my God. They're not doing nothing to him. Beyonce's just better. Relax. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> this is not a conspiracy. I wish it would I wish it would have worked out to Chris Brown versus DMX in the first round. That's what I wish would have happened. But you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. Thanks, Chris Brown would won. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H A I Z E. Be sure you can uh, follow us collectively also at The Breaks Radio. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio at gmail.com. And lastly, you can send us a voicemail if you so choose, and we will play it on this podcast to 614-547-2039. We are the best music podcast around, period, point blank. And this week we are out. Peace. Tonight's the night, girl I'ma do it all with you like I like, girl I'ma do it all, get you right tonight, girl Oh, I've been thinking about it all day long Ooh, picture me with the top down Rolling, sitting in the sea right beside me, so golden Oh, Miss BB, I might leave that shit swollen Oh, Miss BB, I'ma leak that shit open You on your Insta, out of all of these rappers' lines You use mine to make captions of your pictures Oh, you got a mixture Give me quality all the time Use a dime, ten cents Ain't got shit on you Sexy Wanna give it to you